seems to have a very, very high opinion of himself, but uh, Rocky is amazing. And for those of you who don't know, Rocky is a bird who has, um, who's a very talented bird who, who tends to have uh, a lot of, as she says, love for himself and is very, very charismatic. Is that a good way to describe Rocky? Is he charismatic, Jesse? Uh, good morning, Megan, Lisa, everybody else. Um, thank you for being here. And I want to talk about uh, a couple of things. We'll get right into it first. Um, this is the Freedom Coffee live stream. And uh, we are having people now listening on uh, audio form on, spot on Spotify. And I think this afternoon is when I'll be seeding. I need a, a third episode, which will be today. And I will be seeding those episode, these episodes on the rest of the RSS um, uh, application. So it'll be there. Uh, you'll be able to listen to it uh, eventually, just about anywhere. Um, deep breathe, my friend, deep breaths. Yeah, and I, I know. Listen, it's in the heat of the moment. You know the problem? I, I want things to be, I like reliable. I like things to be, you know, consistent and whatever. That's why I get so frustrated that I have to keep changing my schedule around when I can do the stream. Um, because I kept getting, I keep getting delayed. I don't know what it is. I never used to get delayed when I was doing, um, when I was driving down to the U.S. and doing dispatches. Now I'm getting delayed all over the place. It doesn't, it, it's crazy. And it's not like a delay of an hour or two hours. It's a delay of like 10 hours. And, uh, that makes a, a significant difference. But I'm going to do my best to keep consistent as much as I can for, uh, for all of you. So, the Freedom Coffee live stream, this is the place where we celebrate the freedoms that we have. And we work towards expanding those freedoms in the future, which we will do, but it is a long process. And uh, the world doesn't uh, change in a day. And governments, famously, as somebody once told me many times, uh, trying to make change within government is trying to do U-turn, is like trying to do U-turn with a battleship. It's very slow, it's very laborious, and that's just the nature of things. Uh, so a couple of things. Uh, I, I don't know, we call them announcements, I, I guess. Uh, big, there's three uh, events, and some of you are now in the Bitcoin space because some of you have been brought over. Um, Orange-pilled, and I say that with love. Uh, Bitcoin Miami, Bitcoin Canada, and the Bitcoin Freedom Festival. So Bitcoin Miami will be in next month in May, so I will uh, be there. So if you're in Miami, come chill. Let's hang out. It'll be great to uh, see all of you. Uh, Bitcoin Canada is going to be occurring in Toronto in June, I think the 17th, if I'm not mistaken. It's either the 7th or the 17th. Uh, that's going to be in Toronto. And then the, uh, the big one is the Bitcoin Freedom Festival, which will be in Massachusetts in June, uh, towards the end of the month, I think on the 24th of June, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And we're going to get some truckers down there. We're going to get some Canadians down there. Really good people that are putting it together. It's going to be a music festival, all about freedom. And one of the things they want to honor and celebrate are the Canadian truckers. So if you do want to participate, let me know. I have uh, a couple of uh, truckers already working on putting together the list. There's uh, there's only, you know, a, we can only fit a small number of trucks there. But it would be good to get some of us um, down there representing what we did and if people don't want to come in their trucks, just come in their regular vehicle, like come down and uh, let's, let's hang out. It'll be, um, it's going to be great. And uh, it'll be Massachusetts in the summer when it's warm, lots of music, lots of food, uh, food trucks, barbecues, all that sort of stuff. And family friendly event, as I understand it, it'll be uh, a lot of fun. So uh, we'll talk more about that as things, um, 
I get closer to that date, and I think I'm going to be a speaker at mass adoption as well sometime leading up to then. But uh, I'll let you know as I find out more. All right, so Matt Taibbi and um, uh, Elon Musk. I don't know if any of you have seen this. I, it's not the internet drama that I really care about. Uh, this is kind of like the business perspective of what's going on because Twitter has become very, very important and per pervasive in our society as it's become the free speech uh, square uh, on uh, online. And um, I noticed, you know, I went on uh, Twitter yesterday, I noticed a bunch of tweets about how Matt Taibbi, who uh, recently worked on the Twitter files along with uh, Barry Weiss, who um, uh, did a very, very long podcast with Barry, actually. It's very, very nice. Um, but anyways, so Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss, and a few other people worked on these Twitter files to kind of expose what Twitter, Twitter was doing. Uh, to censor free speech, to censor political discourse, and all that sort of stuff. And I, I think they did really good work. So there's <clears throat> a couple of issues. One I'm not going to talk about, but just to give you uh, a place to go, you can go to uh, Viva Fry did one of his car vlogs, and he talked about um, Mehdi Hassan, who is a piece of garbage, and uh, Matt Taibbi, who uh, had a debate, and Mehdi Hassan did the gotcha <laughs> he did the gotcha interview. Unfortunately, he just bombarded uh, Taibi with assertions. Who knows what's false or what's not? Um, and did not allow him, you know, it's one of those things, the, the term, and Viva Fry brings it up, uh, there is a, le a term for it called gishgallop, which is a well-known deceptive debate tactic that's used. I had it used many times uh, to me during the convoy, one person in particular, uh, a mouthpiece for Big Con Canada Inc. That's all he does. It's the only move he has. And it's like, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, but they did that to Matt Taibbi, which is you bombard the um, the subject with a bunch of assertions, whether they're false or not. And if you can't refute all of them, um, so you put you package them all together and say, oh, let me finish my questions. Like, no, no, no. One question at a time. But they put five questions in one question. And if you can't respond and refute it all in one short sentence then they make the they they infer that you're being deceptive and uh, you were wrong or incorrect or whatever it's like no 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 you just bombarded me with a bunch of stuff that's going to take me some time to unpack right so that's um it's a very common very deceptive uh, debate tactic that's used by the radical left of which uh many hassan is part of um don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth by the way <laughs> so i love how the, the he's got a book about persuasion or something like that and so he knows the persuasion tactics, but uh, that's how you like if you if you know them, you can you can pick them out one by one as he's doing them. Right. He's just very deceptive. Right? But that's not what I want to talk about with uh, relation to Taibbi and Elon Musk. Um, what has happened is uh, Substack. This is why Taibbi just recently left Twitter and he put an announcement up saying I'm leaving Twitter. Uh, and the reason was because Twitter has now banned, and I actually just put up a tweet showing what happened with mine. It has banned links to Substack. So if you are a Substack creator, like Matt Taibbi is, because Matt Taibbi kind of left uh, mainstream media, if you want to call where he worked mainstream, and a create, went independent, went on his own Substack, so Substack was at least a place that he could land, to do his reporting, vlogs, whatever you want to call them. 
And uh, he said, I can't use this platform anymore. If you're going to block links to my primary platform of what I do, you know, my uh, Substack, where I just, you know, uh, uncovered the Twitter files, then I can't be here because my business model won't function anymore because you're killing my business model. So he, I mean, he worded that way, but that's what he was, uh, that was meaning. Matt I don't know how much of a business guy he is, but uh, that was, that caused him to leave. And then it caused additional, you know, people again, uh, you know, Elon Musk is not about free speech and blah, 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 and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I think this is going to be, this is a massive, uh, and listen, I, I like Elon Musk, but he's got a couple of blunders under his belt. And one to, one of one of them is, a lot of successes, massive successes, but uh, this is a blunder, I think. Um, and I, we, people theorize, nobody knows for certain, but they theorize that the reason is because Taibi, um, sorry, because Substack has uh, launched some new app that I haven't seen yet called Notes, which I guess is a competitor to Twitter. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Twitter is just a micro blog and uh, Substack is a long form blog. So they've released Notes, which is, I guess, a micro blog, just like Twitter. And people are theorizing that uh, Elon Musk sees that as uh, competition or threatening competition to Twitter. Now, I have a Substack. Um, yes, I'm well behind in my postings, but there's a reason for that. There's going to be a bunch of postings coming up which are going to be key to some stuff. And the, um, the, the substack that I have doesn't have the notes icon or any of that sort of thing, right? There's this thing called the Streisand effect, and that's what's happening right now. And this is a perfect example of it. So the Streisand effect was uh, many years ago, Barbara Streisand uh, was selling her house in California and uh, media and were flying their helicopter around. It was a, a massive estate, and they were talking about it, and she wanted to keep it private. So what did she do? I, th I think she litigated, if I'm not mistaken. She sent threatening notes of litigation against people who were covering her, pro her property, saying, you know, uh, I want my privacy and whatever. So what did that do? It caused more people to be aware of it than anything because now the story became not that Barbara Streisand was uh, selling her house. The story became that Barbara Streisand is trying to censor people who want to cover her selling her house, right? And um, so, yeah, I think uh, it's <laughs> this is a perfect example of that because – I, as a Substack user, I didn't know what, um, uh, so I'm getting a bunch of, I'm getting a bunch of errors all at once. I didn't know what the, um, uh, I didn't know what, what notes were, right? I, I've never heard of Substack notes. Well, now I have, right? Because now that we have a, um, uh, hold on, let me just see my thing here. Now that I know we uh, that Substack has this notes application, well, now I'm starting to think. Well, maybe I should be. Um, maybe I should be. Uh, what's it called? Uh, maybe I should get this this application and start using it. So if it weren't if it weren't for um, 
if it weren't for uh, Elon Musk trying to censor Substack, if it weren't for that, I would have no idea that Substack Notes even exists. And I'm not the only one. There's lots of other people. And I think that's the big uh, mistake, blunder, if you want to call it, that uh, Musk is making here. And I don't think that's a wise, uh, a wise move. Now, on the other side, uh, when <laughs> Matt Taibbi says, you know, I can't post my links, it's a little different for him because he, you know, the type of journalism that he practices versus kind of what I and other people do. But there is a not perfect workaround, but a workaround, which I've just done. So if you, go, if you look at my Twitter account, you'll see in the top, there is, I've replaced the Substack link with a Linktree link. So I've created a Linktree link. You click on that, and now are, there are links to all of my platforms, the book, uh, audio streaming, live streaming, all that sort of stuff, right? And Matt Taibbi could do the same thing. Just create your Linktree and just have your Linktree as your prominent link. And you post an article, say, here's my article, link in my, um, in my profile, and that's it. Now, it's not perfect. There's no question that's not perfect, but at least it's somewhat uh, of a workaround, right? Uh, Cheryl says, I thought I subscribed to your Substack. Did you? Well, then I love you for it. Thank you very much. Then you'll get something in the near future, actually, today and tomorrow. I got to... There's so many, so many things going on, and there's so many things that are going to be going on in the future and things that need to be covered, but I got to lay it out a certain way, and um, sometimes you don't want to uh, put things out there when it's too early, when it's too soon, right? So I, um, it will be coming out. So yeah, the primary, um, you know, the, there's, two, there's two controversies around this whole Substack uh, Taibi issue. One is Mehdi Hassan, don't believe a word he ever says, uh, with Matt Taibi and his disingenuous uh, debate with Taibi and trying to make Taibi look incompetent and just using basic persuasion tactics to do so and deceptive debate tactics. But then the other one is between Elon Musk and uh, Matt Taibi and uh, Elon Musk. I mean, I get it. He's, he's made a $44 billion investment in Twitter it's now worth half as much as what it was, uh, but I don't think this is the way to do it. It's just a basic thing with, you know, customer care. If you have a, I've had, I've had to deal with this many times in my life. Um, if you have uh, a customer base that likes you, but likes the competition, well, you can't take the, it's either them or us attitude, which is kind of what uh, Elon Musk is taking right now. Um you can't, unless you have a really, really strong cult of personality, which he does, but I don't know that it's strong enough uh, in the sphere of Twitter. It is within the sphere of, of Tesla for sure, uh, but with Twitter, he's still new to it. You have to, you need more time uh, to be seen as the lead person of Twitter to build that cult of personality, and then if you really wanted to, you could do the "it's them or us." You got to choose. And I think this was just premature in, um, in my estimation. And there's also, you know, this is not the, the first thing. There's another thing that's, that happened this week around Twitter and Elon Musk. And that is <laughs> the Bitcoiners were going so crazy. <laughs> he, as a joke, because as you know, I'm sure all you know, uh, Musk does some of the best memes or posts some of the best memes on Twitter. 
He's really quite funny. But as a meme, you know, as a joke, they put, they replaced the Twitter logo with the dog icon for Dogecoin. Now, I don't want to get too much into it, but Dogecoin is something you should never touch. <laughs> Dogecoin is a joke. Dogecoin was designed um, as a joke comparing, uh, it's the opposite of what Bitcoin is. For those of you who know Bitcoin, you know that Bitcoin is uh, built on scarcity, only 21 million coins and blah, 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 that sort of stuff, right? Uh, Dogecoin is the opposite. Dogecoin is, um, uh, it's got an inflation rate of a million coins a day, a day, a million coins a day. Uh, it can never have value. It just can't. It's designed to never have value. Um, yet Elon Musk found it and has, I don't know, he's become somewhat obsessed with Doge for some reason. And I don't know, man, it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, it, it was a funny joke in the beginning, not my, my type of thing, but whatever, funny joke, okay, fine, funny, funny joke. Uh, but let's, it's enough. <laughs> like, you know, you talk about beating a dead horse. It's enough at this point, you know. And so what he did was he replaced the Twitter logo. And this has been going on for like two years. <laughs> he replaced the Twitter logo with the, um, uh, what's it called, with the Doge logo. And people who are trying to, you know, people are trying to explain Bitcoin as, you know, a solid asset, as a real asset, as a hedge against inflation. We're heading into very uncertain economic times, that sort of thing. Um, see this and they just kind of, you know, they start to they get very frustrated, if we can put it that way, with, uh, with Musk on this issue, just because, um, I like, you know, we're, we're heading into such potential... Um, a financial instability. People, you know, we don't want people to run the risk of losing their every ha everything they have. It's not a joke, you know. And uh, that's what I've noticed. A lot of people get very, very, very frustrated with it. With it, so it's kind of, uh, you know, it's just another. I think it's a blunder. I think it's a mistake. And I think uh, if I was going to suggest what to do. I would suggest this is not the path path forward uh, in terms of both blocking uh, Substack and um, uh, what's it called and uh, this doubling down on Dogecoin. I just Elon, please, man, just just I get it. I, I think I, I know what he's thinking, but, it, you know, if I could beg him of something, I would just say, please, please, just let, let's let's focus Let's focus on the real core issues right now, you know. But um, anyways, it is what is. Um, um, Cheryl says, I just checked, and yes, I'm subscribed. Awesome. So you'll get something whenever I put out the, uh, the next Substack. You will have something. Okay. Um, today's going to be a little bit short just because I have a meeting that i got to run to very, very soon. And I'm having massive technical problems now. Like before it was a little bit. Now it's massive technical problems. But I'm going to still go through with it anyways. Um, have you ever heard me talk about the seven signs of cognitive dissonance? <laughs> have you ever heard that? Um, because I have <laughs> a couple of times. And, uh, you know, it's reared its ugly head yet again. That is... 
the um, let, well, let's go over the seven signs of cognitive dissonance. And I explained in my last stream over, over Passover how I slipped somebody into cognitive dissonance. Uh, so number one, change the topic. Uh, two, ad hominem. Number three, mind reading. Number four, word salad. It's the blackface Wilson strategy. Number five, analogy instead of reason. Number six, too complicated to explain. And number seven, so you're saying straw man. The Kathy Newman, Jordan Peterson tactic is, uh, is what that is. Now, I bring that up because I know some of you are, are starting to experience it online uh, in different chats and all that sort of stuff. The, um, it's interesting that I'm sure those of you who are, who are starting to experiencing it, starting to experience it, you know, you try to bring up a point and you're just bringing up a factual point. Uh, and this happens a lot around convoy stuff because we still have Big Kong Canada Inc. has not stopped its um, uh, its initiative to divide and conquer. They keep trying to double down and keep trying to do it because they're going to do everything they can to get a hold of that freedom movement thing and kill it forever, which is exactly what they're trying to do, right? The last thing they could have is a whole bunch of conservative-minded people be unified, not around a party. That is the whole strategy behind it. Uh, Randy, good morning to you as well. Um, so the um, you'll notice, I'm sure you're going to get into this when you do your, when you interact with people and you try to bring up, I don't know, basic facts, they're going to slip into the one of seven signs of cognitive dissonance. And there was a, um, a YouTube interview that came up the other day and somebody mentioned to, uh, somebody mentioned to me this morning, uh, I think it was Claudette, that uh, the comment section is wild. Why is the comment section wild? And you'll you'll all have seen this, and this will explain why this happens. The oh, hold on now, every everything is frozen on my computer. What is going on? <laughs> um, I think my computer is completely frozen now. Uh, so all right, well I guess we're just going to stick with locals and uh, audio streaming. The um, Oh, is that the signal thing? Did I get a virus? Yes. Okay. So the people are going back and forth through uh, the comments, responding and attacking one another and all that sort of stuff. The reason that happens is because of the seven signs of cognitive dissonance. And what you'll see often is uh, the changing the topic, which is the, oh, well, what about, you know, so-and-so? Often, what about BJ? <laughs> uh, or the ad hominem, the, the mind reading, well, what he or she is saying is this, which is not really the case. That's why you're seeing this pushback from people online, and you're seeing them uh, get uh, quite vitriolic in their rhetoric. It's because they slipped into cognitive dissonance, and you've slipped them into cognitive dissonance just by asking basic questions. That's how easy it is when somebody's emotionally, um, uh, what's it called? When, uh, hold on, free up. All right. When somebody is emotionally tied to an issue, then it's very easy to slip them into cognitive dissonance. And that's what you're experiencing. So when you, when people, you know, and the reason I say this is because people are asking me what's with all the hate and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's not, it's not hate in the traditional sense. Um, it's they are emotionally tied to a set of values uh, or a narrative, and you basically have told them Santa Claus is not re is not real, right? 
How would a, a child, if you never told a child from a young age, Santa Claus is not real, then one day, you know, when they're older, oh, by the way, it's not real, well, they're going to respond in the same way. Uh, so you're seeing a lot of the Santa Claus not real response uh, from people when you're talking about uh, the Freedom Convoy. Uh, we'll call it a sabotage. Remember I started when I first started streaming? That's when I first brought this point up, and everybody was in cognitive dissonance with me, right? Because this was a new idea to so many people. But now, since Diverge Media and War Campaign, uh, the POEC testimony, and many others have uncovered what's going on, um, now people seem to understand that there's, um, there's an issue, and when there's, there's people who are already aware and are not afraid to address it, but then there's other people who want to ignore it. And that's, uh, that's what's going on right now. Oh, we just lost, uh, we just lost YouTube completely. What is going on? Did somebody just, it's like somebody just restarted my computer. All right. Well, anyways, uh, sorry to everybody on audio. This is just the third audio and I'm trying to figure out the balance between these two things, right? Between audio and, uh, online. Um, all right, so the next thing is, um, oh, yeah, and the, I just wanted to, you know, just to further this point that um, these people who are slipping into cognitive dissonance, uh, they're doing so. But then the, the other people on the other side, in the case of war campaign, what they've done is, uh, which is hysterical, they have... Um, are we are we recording now or did it uh, did it stop? It looks like it completely stopped. Uh, what they've been doing is they have been freezing. They've been uh, freezing the IP for there was a couple of war cam campaign videos that explained all of this. So they went on and they um, they filed a complaint with YouTube. And then what did YouTube do? <laughs> because it was a complaint and it was filed a certain way, they blocked the IP from those videos. In um, in Canada, so there's the, and these are people collect, connected to the the Conservative Party of Canada. So there's your free speech anti C eleven uh, free speech warriors for you. Uh, when it's not beneficial to them, they're gonna censor just as much as anybody else. That's what's been happening. Um, so if you want to watch War Campaign's videos on the sabotage of the Freedom Convoy. You have to either use a VPN or go on to, I guess it's on Rumble and on Odyssey. But on YouTube, uh, it's already blocked. So I want you to remember that. Anytime somebody on that side of the aisle talks about free speech and the importance of free speech, right? And, you know, some people have said, well, if you, we should have a royal commission around the Freedom Convoy after the conservatives are elected. Okay, uh, are, is it going to be in our interest or is it going to be run by the same people who are trying to block IP addresses when people talk about uh, the Freedom Convoy sabotage? I don't know. Uh, I'm just putting the question out there. But um, it's really it's really concerning. But I think what you can see, those of you who have um, experienced the cognitive dissonance of people when you explain in detail what's been going on, uh, what a hornet's nest this has all become. And it's become a hornet's nest because people keep doubling down on lying to all of you. While there's those of us over here that are not lying. We are doing our best to lay everything out to you so you know all the pieces, 
how it all works together, and you can come up with your own conclusions. I'll tell you what uh, my opinion is. The others will tell you their opinions, but you come to your own conclusions. I'm not. We're not trying to shove a, a narrative down your throat. And um, yeah, it's really kind of uh, kind of interesting what's happening. Anyways, I'm gonna. Uh, this is the third audio podcast that uh, I've done. I'm gonna be using these three episodes to then seed the RSS feed to all the podcast players and so you can uh, all either if you can't watch it like many of the truckers can't watch they want to listen to it which is why i've been doing this i've had a bunch of truckers ask me to do this and um go to my uh, youtube uh, sorry my twitter account at bjd uh at bj dictor there's a link tree link there and that has links to all the platforms so if you want to share stuff out uh the link tree is the best so i want to thank elon musk for giving Linktree more business just because he's decided to um, to block Substack, which, I, I mean, I say Elon Musk. It might not even be him. It might just be the company. Somebody in the company has decided, and he's the CEO, so okay, well, fine, let's do it, right? I doubt he's the one who actually made the decision to make that happen. But anyways, uh, hopefully it'll all resolve itself uh, in the near future. Um, I got to run to a meeting now, so I hope you all have an awesome day and a very positive day, and do your best to be good to people, especially on this uh, this holiday weekend, this religious weekend. Uh, right now, it is uh, Good Friday and Easter Sunday, and uh, I wish you all the best, and enjoy your time with your family, and cherish your time with your family, and be good to people, and I'll talk to you soon. Got to run.